Hi, my name is Steph Claire Smith and this is Uncommon. Hi, my name is Laura Henshaw and this is Uncommon. Uncommon is a production by Neural, an agency that helps both brands and talent tell their story. To learn more, just visit neural.com. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E.com. My guest this week is or are Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw, co-founders of Kick and Back for Round Two. Um, I noticed recently you both updated your profiles. The you know like the little thing beneath where it says what you are and what you do to entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. How, How long ago was that? Before? I don't know. I don't know what I had before, but yeah, I didn't know that that Lifestyle was that you could even change it. Yes. And then I think we found out that you could. So we did. <laughs> there wasn't really much more to it. When do you know, do you remember when that was? I think it was probably a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like super recent. A year ago, like being start of 2020, we're not yeah. getting 2019. Start oh of 2020. Yeah. 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 How's life been? I know wedding, pregnancy, 27 <laughs> weeks, wedding upcoming, uh, yeah, what's, how's, how's life? It's been two how's years life? since you guys were in here. Do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe it's been two years. I feel like it, mm. it wasn't that long ago. But um, I suppose I want to say a lot's happened, but then at the same time because of COVID last year it felt like also nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but life's been pretty good. We've um, both been really fortunate and we've got a lot going on in our lives personally outside of work and then also with Kick. There's a lot of exciting mm. things happening and yeah. so life's pretty good. Last year was a, a big year for Kick, a lot of changes and everything, which has been Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like last year would have accelerated a lot of what was already happening. Just everything digitally would have accelerated. Mm. Um, is there anything you're particularly excited for this year? Getting married. I am <laughs> excited about that. Uh, and I think we've got some really exciting changes in the kick team mm. happening. And that is something that we're really, really looking forward to. Mm. We've got quite a few new team members that we've just brought on and we're bringing our development in-house, which is wow. really exciting mm. for us. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... That's big. It yeah. is big. It has been It has been quite a lot, a big, big, big start to the year, but I think it's been really nice having that to focus on and, yeah, yeah once it's all, everyone's settled in and we've got the team, it'll be fantastic. So have you hired... Who's going to lead that team? Have you hired, like, a senior engineer or...? We do. We have a head of head of tech engineering lead. Okay. Who we've yeah. just hired, which is really exciting. Do you know... How big would a team like that need to be for you guys to bring that in-house? So I think we'll start with... It'll be under 10. Okay. People, and then from there, depending on what we need, I think with anyone that works in app development will know, you know, the more you want to do, we always want to do more with the app and the product. And so I suppose as we grow, we can grow the tech team, which is really exciting. Mm. Yeah. What a smart move. I mean, if you think about it, you lent on the stuff that you guys were good at, which is marketing, lent on others for that, and now you can bring it in-house while you've proved out the model. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. Um, so the, the last year... Uh, I guess maybe we should just get COVID done and dusted. Yeah. So we don't talk about. <laughs> um, I know. I know. We actually wanted to have you guys back last year. Actually, it would have been. Th- it'll be three years from April that you guys would have been in here. Um, I know we had Josh. We actually had Josh and G yeah, in the start of last year. Talk about soda. Um, let's talk about the impact of COVID specifically. If there's like one marker you can think of, mm. what is it? Like We're gonna go personally or work that, that, that affected kick in particular where kick, you went, okay. okay, wow, this is this is ridiculous. It could be like user growth, it could be retention, it could be anything mm-hmm. that really stood out to you guys. I think it would definitely be the I mean, everyone in the fitness industry had a the huge online fitness growth. Industry. Yeah, the online yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. definitely the online fitness area um, industry had a huge, huge growth and that was really, really exciting for us. So in the month of March, kind of when we all went into lockdown, yeah. we saw a humongous uplift mm. amongst our subscription base, which was fantastic. And then we then did our relaunch in August, which also people said, Oh, did you do it for COVID? And we said, yeah. No, no it's been in the works yeah, for a take lot a while. longer than that. But um, <laughs> It just timed really, really well because that relaunch, we relaunched with Kick 2.0 on August the 19th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that was when we were just going 
back into the yeah. second lockdown. We were, or we were still in the second lockdown and it was really nice to be able to give people, you know, something that they could do at home to stay active. And I think it has opened up a lot of, I'm really interested to see how the fitness industry will change from here mm-hmm. because I think it did, and, and it's amazing how many gyms there are. And obviously everyone's different. Some people need to go into the gym and, you know, do their workout with their PT or do a class. But we, we talk about it all the time. I remember when I was, you know, 16 or even 18 to go to the gym Mm. if you were paying more than ten dollars you couldn't believe it and it was so much money and it was so expensive but now you know in the industry paying 70 80 dollars a week is is very normal so i i do wonder if there will be a bit of a reset on Mm. on what people do and maybe they'll be more open or we've seen they're more open to online fitness and you can do a workout at home you don't need you know all these fancy things to move Mm. your body that was actually who talked about that i feel like Gemma. Uh, Gemma Watts talked about like the lipstick effect. Mm, yes. During, everyone was talking about the lipstick effect. Like uh, you tighten your budget. That being said, we're now like in a property boom. Yeah. Right now. Or Who some, would have predicted? No, I could. I couldn't have honestly predicted that because we're going through that whole process of like pre-approval and all that, and we're like, holy shit. Mm. Like <laughs> the amount you're getting pre-approved for now is not really going to get what you want. But um, yeah, that's very very interesting. So I, I did both. Uh, what are the online courses that I did? So I did yours mm-hmm. for a couple of months mm-hmm. and I did uh, 28 by Sam Wood mm-hmm. for a couple mm-hmm. months because I wanted to try them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, both equally very good. You've had both of us good. on the podcast. <laughs> both so, on the podcast. What that would be your, fair. Uh, <laughs> what, was, what was the, I mean, Sam Wood and our program has a huge price difference. I think if he's three times the cost yeah, of ours. Yeah, three mm. times the cost of that. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I can't remember. Like, I'm trying to think, is there, a, like, an analysis I can give? There's not much to split between. I, I would have, like, with Sam's, I think I said to him, I would have expected, like, heavier, um, like, recipe stuff. But yes. I'm also wary because, like, that time that I tried out his, I just got a PT. Yeah, okay. Because okay. we're doing the whole wedge shred. Yeah. <laughs> like, but having some, for me, for me, the biggest thing I, I noticed was, those programs are great, but personally, I really, really need someone to hold me accountable. Yeah, yeah. Because I am I a honestly pathetic. <laughs> um, like, I, I've actually cancelled my gym membership, and I'm just doing F45 at the moment because yeah. the, I don't know, like, the cost of impact of not going to a class or mm-hmm. whatever and losing that yeah. is... Keeps you accountable. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I... Mm-hmm. It was very easy keeping up with you guys during that, but as soon as gyms open, I become yep. just incredibly yes. lazy. Yeah. So um, that's the only thing that I reckon you guys and Sam Wood can hit on in future is like that accountability aspect. There's this thing that I came across recently where like if you don't do a class or you don't hit a certain goal, this donation goes to like an anti-fund. An anti-fund? Yeah. So the example <laughs> used like five, ten years ago was this guy didn't like George Bush and he had a bet with a friend that he'd lose like five kilos and get fit again and all this sort of stuff. And he wrote a check to the George Bush Library Foundation in America and if he didn't do this thing or didn't hit this goal, the friend would donate it to the library. And so that really drove him to hit his goal. Yeah. But he missed it by like point two, and the friend donated that money to the to the foundation. So there's this whole – and there's now like an app for that. Did you join our Facebook community? No, I didn't. So that's probably our number yeah. one retention yeah. Yeah. for ever, and also accountability because you even we find that yeah. like I'll have days where I'm like I cannot be able to exercise today, yeah. and then I'll go in there and I'll say, oh my goodness, you know, Claire, who's a nurse that just worked night yeah. shift, got up and did a kick workout. Like yeah. I can get up and do a kick mm. workout, yeah. but I think the the thing with kick and why we're a little bit different to I suppose an F45 or something is that we're a lifestyle change that you can sustain. Yeah, yeah. which we hope we can empower people with you know learn teach them they can work out for 20 minutes, teach them exercises they like, and they can sustain that for the rest of their life. So mm. F45, I mean, sure, yeah. if you've got $80 a week for the next however old that's you the, are, that's the you know, right? 100%, but we really, the point of kick is to really, really teach. And joining the community really enhances the experience, we think, but it's to teach our community members that, you know, it, they don't have to follow the meal plan every day. Yeah. They just, they learn some healthy meals and then they know to cook that and, and they are empowered that with that knowledge. So uh, I'm also really excited by the fact that you brought the development team in-house because it means that there's going to be more stuff to integrate those elements mm-hmm. as well. Yes, That's, absolutely. I think because, you know, like this feels like what 
YouTube was in 2008. <laughs> like this is really, like if you think about it, it's pretty early days for online fitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what does the future look like if in two years from now we all have Apple glasses? <laughs> yeah, I know. Are we, like, are you guys going to be Are we going to be in the lounge room? Like, yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, is there going to be like a Steph AI walking around and be like, hey, you know, I see you've this. Because um, that, that is absolutely fascinating to me, mm. that component in particular, keeping people accountable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see where that would be a huge component of what you guys do into the future. Mm. What was in your minds with the launch of Kick 2.0? For me as an outsider, it was like, okay, they're getting in specialists who focus on certain areas to beef up what is already being done and improve the program. Mm -hmm. How did you guys think about 2.0? It was more about adding variety to the program. I mean, we've always just wanted to have more and more content in there for our community to enjoy and um, bringing in, you know, different trainers and everything like that. Everyone has a bit of a personal choice with, like, who they like to train mm. with. And, I mean, everyone loves Danny. He's he's the OG. But I think they were really excited to see some fresh faces. And then there's also some people who just prefer, like, a female trainer. Mm. Um, but as you said, they kind of specialise in their own areas and they mm. make it their own. And they're all very different. But they all have, you know, the kick kind of way of living and, um, and kind of motto about them. But they're all very different as well. Um, like even pointing out Elise, for example, I think as our boxing trainer can be a little intimidating as in like she's so strong and um, fierce and it, even just being the boxing coach, like you can be intimidating to click on, but then you go into her classes, she's so sweet and so kind mm. and nurturing almost in like the way she trains mm. that a lot of people have ended up really loving doing her sessions and it's the same with Brooke and Britain and our yogis and everything. So. Really, the main point was to bring a lot more variety to make sure that it was something for everyone, whether it was the trainer, the type of training, um, the master classes versus the planner workouts, which are kind of more breakdown style, as you probably would have noticed when you're trying it. We just wanted to really make sure there was something for everyone on the app. Okay. Is there anything now, because, you know, you ship a product and then... um, you look at it like a few months after it's like, oh, why do we have this? Or we should have got this extra thing. What's the, is there anything in particular that you guys really, really want to add for trainers? <laughs> trainers wise, there, there is, there is just definitely some things mm. and there's things that we're already in the plans <laughs> of adding. <laughs> um, the app wise with, with everything, the way it like looks and, and works and everything, we just want to clean it up a little bit um, because it's one thing to have a lot of content and a lot of features that, that's great, but we almost have so much that it can be a little confronting when you first go on the app for a new user. It's like, right. where do I find this? You know, so that's that's things that we want to we want to fix up and work on. But there's other things that we're already doing. <laughs> so, what some um, if you look at like audience insights? What is sort of the thing that like? Because I, I wrote this note here that when you first came in, it was 2018. So, how long had Kick been out? Say from mid 2018. For the, the actual app, the actual it was app. very fresh. It was very mid mid twenty eighteen is when yeah. we launched. Is the when app. we launched. We had a program yeah. for a website program, which was very similar, but it was on on a website. It wasn't on without an app, a lot of the features, which right. we worked with another business on. That's right. So yeah. you came in April. You were in July. Mm. So it must have been around then when it launched. And like I know the launch was big. You had a big audience. I think we spoke about it. They basically yeah. moved overnight. Yeah, well, we that lost all our blo- data. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you lost all your data. Yeah. You were blown away by the fact that, like, overnight you had 10,000 people or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I know you would have had things like user churn over time. You got the second-generation app, which I actually noticed the other day. It's got, like, watch compatibility, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you would have learned a lot through Playside mm. about the core audience. What seems like the biggest insight to you guys about that audience that maybe they say versus what they do on the app? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think one thing that we keep coming back to, and I think you can, you know, you can employ every strategist yeah. from all around the world and they'll come and they'll tell you all of these things and then you, you it always comes back to the same thing and it's yeah. the core kick. And I think that's yeah. what we've really, really learned is that we know our core and we should not 
kind of deviate from it. It's, yeah. it's obviously important to keep adding value and all of those things. But for us, the core is easy workouts okay. that people can do at home and easy recipes that, that are budget friendly, yeah. are simple, and you don't have to think about them. That's how, you know, we have a lot of our community, they want to do the workouts in their pajamas. And yeah. that's okay. Like, for example, with me, I have done exercise for a very, very, very long time. Like, I've always been a very, very motivated and, and active person. Mm. But our community doesn't want one hour strenuous, which not that I, I do kick workouts down, I love them, but that we're not appealing to an athlete. Yeah. That's yeah. not us. And we, we should never, ever, I suppose, try and... I think we just need to stick, and that, that's what we've really mm. learned. Our community love kick for what it is. Mm. Okay. And that is what makes it really special, and that's what keeps them with us. So when, did, when was it that you learned it was about being easy, uh, simple recipes, it, again, easy, basic workouts that don't go over an hour? When was that moment? I mean, we often look into the data, but um, it's just more recently it's proven, as Laura said, mm. to be a bit of a pattern that when you look at the, the recipes that have got most clicks or, you know, po even posts in our social community and everything about, oh, my God, you need to try this, it's all the, like, family favourite, mm. easy recipes. Basic. Mm. Yeah, basic stuff. Okay. And then the more complicated really might look beautiful and be quite exotic <laughs> in a way, not so many. Mm. So it, yeah. it, it is that kind of budget-friendly um, sustainable program mm -hmm. and that's kind of something we want to make sure yeah. we stand by. On the recipe thing that is um, I guess that's something you guys really have uh, done well is that like yeah recipes if you're so busy at the moment which I feel like a lot of people are no matter what just that is life <laughs> today I love to cook absolutely like I cook everything Lauren barely cooks mm -hmm. um, but even I like if I'm cooking more than half an hour it's just doing my head. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And I always thought, like, I don't know if you guys tried the, do you know, like, the Jamie Oliver sort of... The 15 minutes. Minute minute. minute. no, they absolutely are not. Absolutely. The 15 minutes of cooking, <laughs> yeah. the preparation time is, like, half an hour, <laughs> Yeah, unless minutes. you're, like, a chef and can chop <laughs> things in seconds. Yeah. So um, I would agree with that. Like, three, four ingredients, bang in a pan, stuff like that yeah. is, like... And it's easy, and that's, that's our core. That comes back yeah. to what we're trying to do. We're trying to yeah. teach people that it's, you know, it's 6 p.m., you've just finished work. You could go, go on Uber Eats, but you've also got, like, some really simple things. No, not the sign, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> some really simple things in your fridge that you can actually put together, and it's going to be a healthy meal. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you have to go and spend $300 yeah. at the grocery store because you need to have organic, you know, filtered water poured on your organic kale. That's not <laughs> sustainable. It's not kick, and that is not exactly what health looks like. It's it can be easy and that's yeah. kind of what we have, we keep coming back to is people yeah, people don't want to spend an hour in the kitchen at 6.30pm. They just want to have something easy and once you have kind of learned the tools and the how to put together a healthy meal, you can then just continue to do that and you don't have to think about it as much. Yeah. So that goes back to you guys being a challenger brand in this, like because you're essentially challenging gyms. Correct. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. With a lot of challenger brands that we speak to, because that's really our focus with our agency yeah. now, is the idea or the movement or the, the thing. And so it's that easy component because you're right. Like a gym, that's the why I quit my gym mm -hmm. is because it's not easy. Like mm -hmm. I get in there and I just, it's meant to be an hour or whatever. And it's just, I don't end up yeah. keeping on with it. Yeah. So um, it's interesting to know that you guys have recognized that and that's like the core message the entire mm. time. So what do you want to make easier? I think we need to see. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, the thing is, and that is What's what the thing that bugs you personally right about now? About what? Exercise, food. Well, the, the thing is that kick is not where there's, we know that the, the truth is there is no secret to, you know, all these. No quick these, fix apps these things they'll tell you that you can lose weight there's a there's an app with an ad where the person just runs and just like yeah, lose I've weight seen it. It, oh, it makes yeah. me so infuriated but <laughs> there's ridiculous. no secret yeah. you know you could sign up to every app on, on the planet you could eat every different eating plan on the planet if you don't move your body and eat healthy you're not gonna you know feel and look and be your consistent best. with it as well uh, yeah. and, and that's that's what's important so the thing is we can't make it any easier we just we just want to I suppose the only thing we could probably improve is our user experience yeah, on the exactly. app but apart from that the, the thing is that there is no secret and we don't we never our advertising and, and the way that we market keep it cleaner is not in a way that you know come come and join yeah, us we've and got the secret we'll give you the secret yeah. it's come and join us and we'll help you learn and yeah. and, it, and you know people might want to stay with us for one year but if someone stays for us for a year and they've learned all the tools for them to be able to feel healthy 
that's fine. Mm. That's we've done our job, and that's um, that's kind of what mm. there. Yeah, there is no secret, and you, we can't make it any easier. People have to take responsibility because even with what you're talking about before with accountability, obviously we all go in ebbs and flows with, with motivation levels. But at the end of the day, when we're 80, we're not going to be able to be knocking <laughs> on people's doors. Hi, you're in our community. Have mm. you done your workout? There has to become Good a time though. where you, you, <laughs> you you take it upon yourself to you know have that motivation, and that's something that's learnt over time. Yeah. yeah. With routine. Speaking yeah. of uh, 80, out of the two of you, who's the most likely to have like the classic, oh, you know, the, the older hu- the hunchback? Back? Yeah. Probably me because you have, I don't think either of us will, but no, I, I don't do much. Pres- um, Seth does a lot more Pilates than me, which is very good for your back. Okay. So I need to do, every time we film, I'm like, I love Pilates. Like, the, after I finish, it's so good for you and I forget how important it is. Yeah. So, so you're a very upright runner, so. Yeah, true, definitely. <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't know, I just had this thought of, like, yeah, I just love seeing the old ducks. Like, the East Melbourne's a very old suburb. Uh, like, Brighton can be, like, uh, certain suburbs in the Bayside area. You get, like, uh, people, I don't know, I just had this thought about an old lady in a rocker with the hunchback. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's um, let's jump back to the business itself. So, obviously, there's been big changes in 2020. I don't know what the headcount is, but it sounds like it's increased because you were telling me in the kitchen that, the grocery team has basically overtaken the office with the, the yeah. capacity and all that. Well, both teams have grown so much. And mm. then obviously with COVID last year, there was, you know, capacity limits if people were to go into an office. Um, so we've been, the Kick app team has been working from home since March and the grocery team, when they have been able to with regulations, have been back in the office. And it's really exciting seeing both teams mm. grow. I mean, they're growing for the right reasons, yeah. which is exciting. Um but yeah, we're just working out our next move with space at the moment. So what, if you look at the last two years and then you're thinking about this year in particular, mm-hmm. what, because I was listening to your podcast earlier, I only got like 30 minutes into it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, Did you like, like the start? So it gave us like a full book. Okay. Oh, it was right. fantastic. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, where's the, because I was sitting there, I had to go get a blood test this morning, I'm just sitting there in the waiting room like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to be here for an hour because everyone seems to go in the morning for, you know, fasting blood tests yes. and whatever and I'm listening mm-hmm. to this and I'm like, sweet, I can get through this <laughs> um, and I, that, I was done really quick so I was like, shit, I didn't get to hear any of it but maybe repeat for people what what's exciting about this year? This year? Um, well, <laughs> exciting, exciting, obviously, I'm going to have a baby and Laws is getting married outside of Kick. Kick, we've got some really exciting updates coming very soon, which unfortunately can't share. Um, but we're also, as I mentioned, like working from home has been great and our team has been mm. so incredible and so productive and we're really proud to be able to say that because I know there was a lot of other businesses or even friends that um, work for other people who really just kind of went a bit slack last year because they could. Um, Our team has been really Mm. on the ball and it's been incredible, but we do miss being with them. We have noticed when we have been able to be together, you just get this like the collaborative juices just flow, I think, a little bit more now. Mm. Yeah. So we're very excited to be able to come back together if COVID allows it this year. So we're working through that at the moment, but for now, we're just ticking away at a few exciting projects. Mm, I love that. I love the little <laughs> feed. Um, uh, yeah, I wish I could say more yeah. about it. <laughs> um, Nothing at all? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Do you think, um, uh, it sounds like with the, the Vax, do you reckon it will start getting rolled out before or after your wedding? I don't know. I have very much, actually, do you know, speaking of the podcast <clears throat> from this morning, it, our this our take on this year, yeah. I suppose from a personal perspective, is really to try Chill. and go with the flow more. <laughs> and obviously, if you're an anxious person, which I am, you need to control everything. Anything that's outside of your control is mm. very hard to yeah. deal with. And so I have had to adapt this this way, which I try to do, and it's kind of you only can control the controllables. Mm. So something like the vaccine... While obviously it's very important, it's very exciting that it will be coming. I'm not. I, I'm aware of it, obviously, mm. but I'm just not spending too much time worrying about when it's going to come because it will come. And I, obviously, I'm not a scientist. I can't control in yeah. any way when yeah. I will get it. So I'm kind of just like, when I will yeah. get it, I will get it. And 
Yeah, do you feel like that was something you... Because that was a note I had here, just said Laura's anxiety, because that was something we spoke about. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Actually, I remember when you guys came in, my anxiety was so bad that I was eating, like... Because I had this thing about swallowing we food. We spoke about it, yes. Mm. Yeah, and I was, like, pureeing food. Yes. Mm. Like, I'm completely over that now, but I did notice last year I became way more in tune with, like, that base layer anxiety. Yeah. Mm. And I actually had this this morning. Do you guys get, like... I don't know what it is. I can see blood guts everything i used to watch what was that show on channel nine like er or yeah, okay. they do the surgeries like i'm totally fine with yeah. like open heart surgery but the moment that they miss a vein on like my <laughs> left arm i'm like <laughs> like the ba- again like that base layer anxiety just sort of ratchets up how do you guys go with <laughs> with, with with that, do you find that? Do you get that? I um, I found actually, I got a mole cut out recently, and I was lying there, and sh- the doctor, I thought that she, because she had to put anaesthetic in to cut it out, and I remember lying there, and I, I felt like she'd cut into. I don't think I told you this, but I felt like she'd fully cut. Like it was honestly the smallest mole ever. And again, I got it cut out because of anxiety. She literally said to me, Laura. You had like three people tell you. Yeah, I did. This is me. This is my anxiety. (laughs) I went to three skin cancer specialists. They said, look, if you really want it out and you're really worried, I can take it out, but I wouldn't advise you to take it out. And I'm like, that's it. Take it out. So I went went (laughs) back to the first one and I said, you need to take this out. And I was lying there and she cut it out. And I honestly felt like she'd cut out this cups, like a (laughs) huge deep hole and I was thinking for a second, like, will I die now? Like, will this anaesthetic? It's just my mind. I need, you know. But when anaesthetic, especially, is injected into me, I'm like, will I be allergic? Because yeah, well, anaesthetic- I'm anaphylactic to nuts. I'm like, yeah. oh, does it have nuts? Obviously, it doesn't have nuts in it. <laughs> will I be allergic? And they ask you, oh, are you allergic to any anaesthetics? And I'm not. I've never had a reaction. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, but when I was younger, did I? And I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this moment where I'm lying there, like, will I be okay? Of course, I was okay. And then I looked. I looked at the mole piece thing floating in the water. And it was literally, like, the smallest thing I'd ever seen. Did you faint? No, I didn't faint. Okay. Yeah. I used to work in a hospital, so I feel like I'm okay with Lauren's that stuff. A, Lauren's, like, exactly like you. She's got an EpiPen. Uh, she freaks out about stuff like that. I've, I've heard, like, she recently had to get a, a root canal or something like that, uh, something to do with a tooth, and they did the anaesthetic, and apparently he's like, oh, this is just going to make you a little bit anxious. This Because uh, apparently it does. Like, apparently local oh, anaesthetic does. Oh, I've had does. it in my mouth because when you're, yes, when you're anaphylactic, so she was you, jazzed. your she was throat like, swells up. And so I've had, I was going to get my wisdom teeth taken out under local, but I changed my mind after having, like, a small thing in my, I can't remember what I'm feeling, was, oh, I can't remember what it was. But when it gets injected, you can't swallow, and you can't swallow when you're having an anaphylactic reaction. So, so I, I automatically thought that I couldn't breathe and I couldn't swallow. And I'm, like, lying there, like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But in my mind, I'm like, is this the end? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I, so I know. Steph's like, what the fuck is with these guys? I'm like, man, that's like, that's that used to be Steph gets me, me out all of the it. time. I'll message her, I was like, am I dying? She was yeah. like, no, Laura. <laughs> the chance of it is very much zero. So, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. back to reality. I'm good. Yeah, that was not that. That was not fun. Like having that. That I I remember like. Just that feeling is is honestly the worst. Your face was very skinny too. It's very skinny. Yeah. Like unhealthy, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think I mentioned to you afterwards that I had to end up taking because I did so many sessions with the mm. psych and all these other lifestyle changes. I ended up taking some medication. Yeah. Very low dose, but mm-hmm. um, it was just enough to sort of get me over that mm-hmm. hump. And uh, I highly recommend it if. So yeah, long as you you've got a GP it, yeah. who's gone through oh, the whole absolutely. process. Yeah. But um, I was actually all right last year, like anxiety-wise. I was pretty mm, That's good. Pretty good. All right. Anxiety, we've covered that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the marketing side of things, I think I said in both your episodes that I think you guys are probably two of the smartest, some of the smartest marketers in Australia, but it gets overlooked obviously because Instagram, lifestyle, all that sort of stuff. You know, I know you've got a fresh year ahead of you, obviously, with the baby and whatnot coming mm-hmm. around. In When it comes to the, the go-to-market strategy, we spoke about you brought in the engineering team, okay? So you've got engineering now and marketing. What is going to change, if anything, around the way that you go to market? Because you would have probably in the last few years gotten to a point with your audience where you've grown it so much organically mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. yourselves. Mm-hmm. How do you go 
to the next level? Do you want to go to that next level? Are you mm. going to list like Jerry? Is that something that's on your mind? <laughs> no, not no, no, I mean, not not any, yet, definitely not anytime, anytime <laughs> soon with a listing. But I think that was a big kind of purpose with the relaunch yeah. was to make it because we've we've grown really uh, as you said really organically we're also self-funded so we haven't you know we we didn't have no the, raise yeah we, we yeah. I mean the sets that we built for the relaunch there's no we could not have done that you know when we first launched the app we just we just didn't have the funds for yeah. it and so yeah. we've kind of grown slowly which has been really really exciting and, and organically to be able to do that but one of the main purposes of the relaunch was we've got our community you know we were filming we we were filming videos in our office and they were probably like a little bit off center and you know all we didn't have we had one light and it wasn't very fancy but that's not what our community expects yeah. from us but then obviously you get to exactly right you get to a point where if you want to grow your audience past kind of that organic mm. audience you have to appeal to a wider audience and to do that we needed to I suppose we never want to take away from how relatable Kick is yeah. and how easy mm. it is to use and we never want people to go in and think oh this is too fancy like this isn't me but we just wanted to make it I suppose a sh I don't know if shinier is the word but just a little bit more appealing to yeah. a cold user who's yeah. never seen Kick before they've never heard of yeah. us and they come in they're like what is this you know what yeah you, refi like you refine things gradually exactly Absolutely. right and that was that was I suppose a big um, part of the relaunch and why we wanted to do it so then now as we do try to grow and, and we will, mm. you know, everyone gets to a point where you, you have to start appealing to colder users because there's no one like, you know, you've mm. kind of gone through all of your, your own audience. And mm. to do that, that's also why we brought in the new trainers. Kick is not so much about us anymore. It's yeah. about Kick and it's starting to stand on its own, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, interesting. So you don't even look at it from like a mar you, marketing and product are sort of the same thing in mm. a way. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, to your point, ratcheting or refining things up is definitely the way to go. I remember when we first had our podcast, it was like um, the remote things with the, the little Zoom device. And I would go visit people and then it came into our own place. And then we went to the ones that you were both in here with the big mics, then this. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll have a proper, proper studio where we can design the actual space mm. ourselves. Mm. That space that you had where you did all the filming... Do you guys, is that like in your current workplace or did you just... The, the old film? one or the new? I don't know. The one in the well, app right now, the rooms, the yeah, coloured rooms. the rooms, yeah. So they're sets that are set up for when we film. You so they're yeah. currently in a storage. <laughs> they're <laughs> huge. We could they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. They're really um, big. But when we film, we hire out a space and they get built and, and styled out. And yeah. that's kind of how we do it. Um, the old set used to be in our office, just in the corner of our office. So we'd yeah. literally be filming when there's like the there's like six the people at their desk right behind us while we're filming. Well, I'd, you could tell. You could tell, <laughs> tell. No, I could tell because I'd seen uh, like imagery of or my even office. Or like Ari, Billy like. yeah. would just our yeah, dogs would just dogs walk in. One of the dogs would just come up and just sit there. But you know, like to be honest, to the core audience, that sort of uh, they probably like that. Yeah, they that's do. right. Like, they and, do. So, and I think we're really lucky that we've never ever tried to be anything that we're not. And yeah. so that's why when we just do the most, you know, it is basic, but also, again, it comes back to why do people come into the app? They come into the app mm. because they want easy workouts. They don't want a very, very serious workout. We laugh through the whole thing. If you're they not enjoy having it. a yeah. laugh, yeah. you wouldn't do kick. If you take it too seriously, you wouldn't do kick. And that's why, I suppose, yeah, that's why they come yeah. to us, but to appeal to that extra so, audience. You. Yes, you. Are you intrigued by this episode? If so, go to our footer on the website, n-e-u-r-a-l-l-e.com, neural.com. We're going to give you an insight each week. It's going to be on business, marketing, or a topic that we covered in the episode at all. We'd love your support, and it would help us in developing the intellect around this series. But without going on too much longer, let's get back into this episode. So that has me thinking then, so you've had these spaces, these rooms that you design up. Let's say things continue to grow as they are, you add to headcount. The next sort of development from a product slash marketing point of view is more, because I noticed with a lot of tech-related companies, they go to more bricks and mortar. Mm -hmm. You know, like they like that tangible, mm. physical experience, which you have with, you know, when events were a thing, <laughs> you had your events. Um, and I was just listening to this podcast the other day. It was about Apple and how they're, you know, an experienced business now. There's similar elements that you guys exhibit in that regard, I think, with the app, but 
like I said, that integrating the in-person touchy-feely yeah. type thing. Another good brand that's done that is like July Luggage. They'll have a small space. You go in there. You don't really buy anything there, but you just sort of touch the Experience. fabrics. It's like when you go into like one one day bridal. Like yes. you'll touch the things, but you don't actually get it. You order it after the fact and so on. Have you given any thought around to how that happens in a business like yours? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we, we absolutely have, but <laughs> we, I mean, it, it's very much, I think for us, when one thing that was the probably the worst thing about 2020 was we did not engage with our community in person. And that, that so is much. just yeah. crazy. The last time we did an in-person workout was over a year ago with our community. And that is what is our, you know, seeing women that have used to like not feel confident and mm. in themselves or about working out or didn't feel like they knew what to do to then come and you know wear a sports bra and they've never worn one before it doesn't matter what their body looks like but they feel confident and they feel confident doing a squat because they've learned how to do it with kick and they you know they've got this beautiful smile on their face like that is why we do what we do yeah. and while we can obviously through our Facebook community we can speak to them every day which we do you just you can't you can't really do that online. The, the effect in person is just, you can't really compare so it to online. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely, there's, as soon as we can start doing events again and, and kind of engage with our community in person as much as we can, we will. And we've also got more plans to kind of, I suppose, take that to another level as well. Yeah, because yeah, I've always thought, um, just with the amount of cafes that you guys go to, the <laughs> kick cafe is like in the building where you've got a space to exercise and eat. I don't know, there's something about that. <laughs> You're just nodding like, yeah. <laughs> don't want to give anything away. Um, I, I guess obviously because you guys would have grown, others would have grown in the space. I spoke about 28 by. Mm. I found it very interesting looking at, what was it the other day, the Fitness Plus? Because I just got this watch yep. and they give you three months free mm-hmm. of Fitness Plus. Yep. Um, it's becoming a more competitive space. Absolutely. How are you looking at that? Do you just go, like as a challenger brand, you go, okay, well, we've got our positioning and they've got their positioning and we'll just stick to our guns on that? Yeah. Or do you pay more attention to things they're doing from like a product point of view? It's kind of a bit of both. As mm-hmm. Laura said, we're, we always want to stay, you know, in our lane and, and be what Kick is about in everything that we do. But at the same time, um, just like our community would be super keen for us to do, like we love keeping up with the latest updates or, or what, what kind of features we can add or how we can, you know, make the app even better or more user-friendly and all that sort of stuff. So mm. we'll always keep an eye on that sort of thing. I mean, particularly with Apple, they're so advanced in like what they can do mm. and everything obviously as well. So it's it's really cool to be able to see all that sort of side of stuff. But at the same time, we are definitely always going to stay in our own lane. And, and, and I think the thing that we've always stayed true to is there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to exercise. Mm-hmm. Some people need to do it in person. Some people need a PT. Some people prefer really, really challenging exercises and then others prefer something that's going to take them 10, 15 minutes and yeah. they can do it at the end of the bed. So we've found what our community loves mm-hmm. and also while still touching an outsider community as well who've kind of learnt to love what we're about, Mm. um, that we try not to get too distracted by what someone who's going for something else, say maybe a weight loss program or, you know, a challenge Mm. is doing because it's just not ever going to really align with with us and our community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, uh, the the whole space, I really think there's – I don't know much about the international space, but I know that there's three obvious leaders here. It's Sweat, Yourselves and 28 by. The others are sort of – in various ways, they've got things that are done externally. So um, those three brands, including yours, seem to be the only ones that do a lot of stuff internally. I haven't really seen, even when you search on the Apple Store, I haven't really seen anything in the international market. Have you noticed anyone? Or is yeah. Australia just ahead of the game with this? Oh, There's heaps. so much. Like, every yeah. brand has their own fitness program now. Yeah, like. yeah but they're not. Like, it, do you know what I mean? They're sort of like... Um, I don't know, like I, every time I've looked at them and tried to use them, because I've got a mate who owns a pretty large business called Gym Leads, it's mm-hmm. sort of like a SaaS company for gyms. Okay. So all the big gyms use their CRM platform that mm-hmm. he's built. And he was just saying, like, there's not really anything that does it the way that these three brands do it. 
Australia is different though. I think I think we Australia really focus on community yeah. a little bit more, whereas all of the overseas fitness apps they have also a lot of them are driven solely by digital marketing yeah. and Facebook spend. They just spend a lot That's of money. It. They yeah. get in front of everyone, and yeah. you know they get people on them because they promise that they'll lose weight. In you know, and and that's yeah, it's like and that, it's very like muscly app. and like aesthetic and focus on exactly what you look like, mm. and you might not get not really community behind it. It's kind of a brand that they've or a company they've seen that you know fitness apps work really well. They know the formula for Facebook marketing and, and digital, and, yeah. and they and a basic do that. Program. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they are basic, and, and that's, that never you know, changes. No, exactly right. Yeah. There's there's probably maybe thirty apps you know in America that kill it, and they, their revenue would be extremely high, and they all do exactly the same thing. But and they just spend a lot of money on digital, but the actual yeah. app is exactly the same. Yeah. The workouts are the same. There's no revolutionary workout that's going to change your life. Mm. It all comes down to the same thing. So mm. do you eye off the US market then? It's it's an interesting I mean Kayla does really well in the US, but yeah. Kayla so was she? Sweat was first to market. And yeah. True, true. Yep, yep. They do they do a fantastic job. Um, but we with the US it's something that we've definitely considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the US market is very, for example, on the app store, it's more muscly and like yeah. abs. They're and into that wheatgrass shot into a super, super sweaty workout that's yes. going to be really intense for 45 yeah. minutes and then go do what they want for the rest of the day. They're not, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different to our community, but it's definitely. And our marketing strategy yeah. based on, you know, we're not saying you're going to lose this much weight in this much time. Yeah. It's And it's not really about transformations or anything exactly. like that. It's like how your mind transforms yeah. and how you feel and that, I think America will get there, but we don't think at this point it's, it's at that point where people are like, oh, I want to find an app that makes me feel good. They're like, we'll I just to want to see. lose. Because yeah. I think that's the other thing that we do have on our side, if it works, is that there isn't really much like us over in places like no, that. No, there's not. Yeah. yeah. So you can use the app if you're in other um, jurisdictions, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've got users from all over the so world. So who's, the, world. World. who's the biggest, who's the top five markets at the moment in terms of user base? Australia, number one. <laughs> sure, well, yeah, obviously. Um, whilst New Zealand is a obviously a much smaller community, we, we do have a lot yeah, of Yeah, New Zealand, well. UK, New US, Zealand, yeah. UK, US. And then Europe, yeah. Canada, does Canada come into it much at all? A little bit, and also a little, like, tiny bit from, like, Mexico and different spots as well. Yeah. It's, but, but because Australia makes up the, the mm. most of it, it's kind of, like, divided very minimally through the rest of the world. Yeah, I can I can imagine that, yeah. but I, I'd be intrigued as to what market, mm. like uh, what you're saying about um, the US market, how everything's shiny and mm. big and like, yeah, you know, Jack to the titch, <laughs> is very American, like very, yes. very Arnie yes. type thing, whereas like I, I feel like in the UK it would probably do really, UK, Canada, very, I don't know, Culturally, yeah, a little bit more a similar. Bit more similar. The UK definitely yeah. is, is a lot more. Especially in our um, Facebook community. Yes, there's a lot of people from the UK in our yes. Facebook community, and yeah. the Facebook community is made up of users who have been subscribers or are current subscribers. So, yeah, over time we have definitely um, had quite a lot of people mm. from the UK um, join. Join. Yeah, yeah. That uh, probably that was the thing that um, that I noticed the most is that UK market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you guys are now a few years into working on this business. Um, I didn't ask you last time. Well, I asked about how do you go about not stepping it, stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> I noticed you still haven't given yourselves titles other than co-founder. So who, not on Instagram anyway. <laughs> not on Instagram. Who is whose remit is what? Well, we've actually really kind of defined our roles yeah. a lot in the past kind of twelve to, to or six to twelve months. So I am not very creative. It's just not my my realm. My mind's like very analytical and it's just always the way. So I'm more focused on um, like the financial and the legal and the operational Operations. side of the business. Yeah. I am more creative. <laughs> I'm like not analytical. <laughs> yeah. um, which is probably why we've worked so well together. Um, but absolutely, recently we... Um, we definitely had to define our roles a little bit more, especially with the team growing. Mm. makes it a whole lot easier on everyone else knowing <laughs> who's probably to go, like who's someone to lean on in different circumstances. But I love working with the community and I work across all our socials and, and content as well. So yeah. I also love um, picking apart the app. And I'm just a visual person. Yeah, that's, like, your, that's always been your bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have three brands that you market, yeah, you would 
I hope so. Hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're just a little bit, little we, bit creative. We still work together as well on the yeah. bigger picture kind of, of course, things. Yeah. That's that's our. I mean, that's our role, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do that together. It's not like one of us does it and the other no. one doesn't. When was the last time you you last answered a support ticket? It's oh. been. A, do you know what? When we first launched, relaunched, we were in it. And it was actually really bad for everyone. It was because yeah, mentally we, not great. If one person is upset with their experience, it, because because we care, we're so, so emotionally connected to <laughs> yeah, the brand. Yeah, because it's your baby. You're yeah. invested. We get, it's yeah. like, oh my goodness, this person's been waiting for thirty minutes, and it's like, yes, that's you know, there's. So and we have got a fantastic team. Oh, not no, not cracking at someone. It's just like we need to help them. Like, why is this not yeah. working? And yeah. with tech, like things just go wrong, and you just can't. In the you know, someone's subscription might not be connected to something, and it might have unsubscribed them, and it's you know, it's no one's fault. It's just things that that happen. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's the reality of business. There's exactly. Like when you're the founders, that you just have way more way more passion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, particularly when you're answering emails late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, what hasn't changed since we last spoke? I think we're still both really involved yeah. as we were in the business. We're yeah. still as passionate about it as, as we've always been. Yeah. And I think that's what, and we're still all about team. I think that's something that we we are very, Steph and I are really self-aware of what our skills are and what they aren't. Yeah. And while we're still obviously a part of the overall direction and everything, we've got people in our team now that are better at doing things than we are. And we are so happy for them yeah. to own that and yeah. kick we would never want anyone to think that Steph and I, you know, are the reason that Kick is successful, the sole reason. Yeah. And, you know, mm. it's all about us. Like, we have got an f- amazing team that works so hard. And the relaunch was a team effort. Absolutely. Every single person in the team was a part of that. It was not one person's idea or, like, you know, one, it was the whole team mm. were a part of it. And mm. that's really, really important for us. And I think that's something that we've always, yeah, that hasn't changed at all. Yeah, and that's it's hard to consistently integrate that on a daily basis. Like I just wrote down today, no, yesterday, all the tasks that I'm stuck in and like Lauren and I have like a bottleneck for staff. And it's very interesting when you do that to realise sometimes how much you can get in the way of people mm. and that you need to get out of the way so that the business cannot rely on mm. just you mm. existing. Because mm-hmm. particularly when you've got a wedding coming up, like we're, <laughs> we've got a wedding coming up and I'm hoping, I'm praying that that week that we're going to have off locally for a honeymoon, I won't hear anything about yes. work. Yeah. And getting everyone ready for it's that important, yeah. is um, like daunting, personally daunting, but, you know. I think we've come, I think it's like with me, I have got no stress in the world about that. Like our so. team have got it. Like that's, yeah. I love working though. So like I don't often, I, I am I was going to say, gonna, I think when you get anxious or like you just want to be a part of it when you might be away or anything, it's not because of trust. No. It's just because you love it so much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah responding but to yeah, emails. Yeah, I've got no, um, the, team, the team can, yeah. Steph and I could walk away, go away for three months together tomorrow and It'll keep fall running. off the centre of the earth and Kik would be, the team would kill it and yeah. run it so well. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's, um, you guys have done a few interviews over 2020. What's the question you get all the time on these interviews that you can't stand anymore? <laughs> What's a good question? Um, what do you wish you were asked? Probably, oh, what sort of question that we always get asked, how do you work with your best friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, you know, we just work. We work really well. And yeah. it's, just, it's just, yeah. I mean, you, I know, you, it is. you know yeah. your best friend more than anyone. Like yeah. some, some people are closer with their best friends than they are with family members and stuff. So you should know them inside and out. You should know when not to push their buttons or, you know, where their strengths mm. lie and everything like that. And you should be able to read them like a book. So mm. I think that's why we work. That's why we get so surprised when that question comes yeah. up so much because we're like, yeah. But also, you you know, yeah, sometimes you go on interviews and people will ask a repeat question. You're like, oh, but I just had this conversation Mm. with someone. So what do you wish you were asked? It's a really great question. (sighs) I I mean, I think we're... we're, How often you match? How often we (laughs) match? How often we match? We're literally matching today. than you'd think, yeah. (laughs) I think one thing we love speaking about is the community, which I think no matter what we bring it up, you know, you could ask us. Yeah, you could ask We could us do an interview not, not about anything to do with it and we'll, we'll find a way to bring it up because I think that is what we just love speaking about. But I think we are very lucky that we, we get to do a lot of interviews and I think it's just important, something that we always have to remind ourselves of is not everyone has heard what we have to say and I think... Whilst you we want, won't feel, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, every interview you want to do and inspire people and motivate people and for people to listen and say, wow, I've learnt something. But when you're you're repeating the same thing, 
often, but like, what's your, what's the key brand story? We can't change that. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you must be so bored of listening to me. But if that's not always the case, because they've never heard it before. And that's why yeah, they're asking. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's more important for us to check in with ourselves. Because yeah. I often, some of my self-talk in my mind when I'm doing interviews, I'm like, God, you, everyone must be bored listening to this. Like they've heard it before. Like they must want me to say something else, but like we can't change our story. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's it our is story. what it is. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the community thing, what is the, because I can imagine it would be like, okay, you come home from, well, come home from your work, you're at home. <laughs> and there's the, you must have like a story each week because I know every night um, Laura and I, we go for a walk around the park and um, there's always like some little thing, like a staff member's done something or a client has done something or whatever that just makes you like proud. Mm. Is there something that recently that you guys have had that you've told Dalton or Josh about? Oh, that we've like particularly picked out or something? Like, oh, this person today. I mean, the boys are the the boys are actually in our community. I don't think Dalton is. Oh, he is. I don't think he is. Oh, maybe Josh is the only male. But he um he often sees things because. Uh, yeah, he often sees things and I'll go to tell him something and he's like, yeah, I know, oh, sorry. sorry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's nice. Um, but honestly, there'd be too many things to mention. Our community is so beautiful. Mm. Like there's there's inspiring, beautiful stories almost every day in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's a mum that's um, finally found 20 minutes to herself to be able to do a workout and she's, you know, stoked that she's found a program that works for her, you know, her baby's napping and she's able to just do it right, almost mm. right next to the baby in whatever she's wearing and then the baby wakes up and it's fine. Um, or, you know, you hear of someone who might have done a different challenging kind of app or uh, I don't want to mention any competitors, but, you know, do, have tried a different program before, whether it's been in person or through an app. Yeah. And then they've come and tried ours and actually enjoy exercise rather than dread it or, yeah, yeah. you know, be scared or feel guilty around food or anything like that. And hearing that sort of stuff for us is really rewarding because Laura and I have been through our own bad relationships with food and exercise. Mm. So I think when we, we just relate so much to our community with whatever they, they bring up because mm. for us, it's just so beautiful to see so many people doing something for them every day mm. and, and learning a more sustainable and healthy way of yeah. living in a, such a positive yeah, you feel, you feel it. You feel yeah. it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, That's 100%. the stuff you get off. Yeah. Like, I just, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't have as much as you guys, but, you know, you, you get a person who messages you about an interview or a client who says something and it's, I don't know, I feel like maybe it's just about making, maybe there's something about making other people feel good is yeah. better than making yourself oh, feel absolutely. good. Like, uh, I'm not a big fan of Tony Robbins, but he always talks about how, like, you know, you should donate like 10 to 15 percent of your income i can see his book yeah, i actually just read that name before <laughs> it's okay it's like honestly it's that okay. book should be like 50 pages okay. um <laughs> but yeah like he, he's very like yeah, that sort of woo yes. woo like yes. let's get you going type thing but um i i align with that because i feel like that is the case i love making people feel good or yeah. smile there's something about it yeah i don't know what it is absolutely all right rapid fire questions <laughs> Morning, evening routine, what's it look like at the moment? Okay, my morning routine, which I picked up during COVID and just fell in love with, is to wake up and go for a walk every morning. Most mornings, Mm -hmm. Josh and I go together with Ari and walk to the coffee shop, and that's the first thing I do every single morning. And then if I come back and I've woken up early enough or have the energy, especially now that I'm pregnant, I'll do a bit of a kick workout as well. Um, But the benefit of working from home is that if I want to do it at lunchtime or later in the day, I can do it later. Um, and then nighttime routine, I am a sucker for binge watching the, the latest TV show on Netflix or binge or Stan or any of them. Mm. Um, but I also am a bit of a movie buff. So I think I probably watch two movies a week. I love right, it. Yeah. On a weeknight? Yep. Yeah, I can, I'm I can a only watch. We almost did it last I night. need to just watch shows. Something. Yeah, yeah, shows. Yeah. I need yeah. that one hour. Yeah. 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 But see, I, I binge watch shows. So if I watch but shows, so I. I'll sometimes but I sit there for longer I than a movie. I could sit for three hours watching a show. <laughs> but to think that I was going to watch a movie. Yeah, the commitment. I want to be in the How mood. Funny. I feel like for a movie, I have to be like relaxed and ready. Oh, and no, I just have to put it on. Yeah. yeah there's like, there's going to be like an opportunity cost thing with that. Yeah. Like you don't want to commit too much, but you don't want to commit too little. Yeah, I get that. I've been watching. What is it? it was like an ABC series that is on Netflix now. It's called The Rake. Okay. Cleaver oh. Green. Okay. Richard Ruxborough is the actor. It's fucking brilliant. Just a dodgy lawyer, basically. Okay. Very funny. Um, Laura, 
Morning, evening. Oh, I forgot something though, what? which I really oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, sorry. don't do it. Don't be sorry. Um, every morning and night, literally only since the first of January, mm. which is why I'm excited about it because <laughs> I've actually stuck with it and I'm surprised in myself. Um, I've been journaling every morning and night. Mm. So right. before the end of last year, I started doing it. Um, at night as like a wind down kind of thing. Was it after Hugh's interview? Yeah, yeah. after we interviewed Hugh and from the Resilience Project and mm. um, I just felt really inspired to do that and I also wanted to spend less time on my phone in bed so it was kind of like something else to do in bed um, and so every morning you know after I switch off my alarm I sit up in bed, I write kind of some goals for the day or what I'm grateful for or little mm. tasks I have to do and then at the end of the day the last thing I do before I turn off my light is um, write a bit of a journal. So, like, sometimes Josh is like, what have you been writing in there? And I'm like, literally just what I did today. Like, it yeah. just, it's quite simple. It's just simple. a cathartic process. Yeah, but I'm loving it. Mm. So it's, what, the 3rd of Feb? And, yeah, so I yeah, feel really I, good about it. I used to have a book, um, <laughs> it was a diary, actually. It was called, like, um, Morning Words or something like that. I feel like it was around, <laughs> it was somewhere around here anyway. Mm. I don't know. But you would just literally just... Just a diatribe of crap. Yeah. Just fill out, like, just get everything out of your head. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cathartic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is you've got to stick with it, which is why I really yeah. wanted to mention it because I can't believe I have. Like, yeah. I, I don't think Month's I've pretty good. been able to actually stick with something mm. like that. So yeah. I hope I do it forever now. <laughs> Uh, Laura, morning, evening. So morning routine is I'm I like routine. Like I'm very routiney <laughs> really? person. Really? Yes, <laughs> routine. Um, anyway, so I wake up usually at six forty-five and then get up, have a coffee, do my kick workouts, and then have a shower and kind of get ready at my desk by like eight thirty-nine. And that's my morning, so that's my okay. routine. But my me time is my exercise. If I've done that, if I've started my day with that, I just feel so much better mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm in control of my day more and then at night it really depends on the day mm. I feel like if we've had a more like you know finished at about 5 five thirty kind of day and then I'll have a bit more energy I might you know go for a walk with Dolt or maybe even we've been getting a lot of takeaway and we, we said to each other <laughs> a few weeks ago like why don't we just go and eat this at the restaurant. At the restaurant. Yeah. Like, it's the same It's the same thing. Like, you know, yeah. just a quick casual dinner, but you actually converse as opposed to sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. eating. But I find, like, depending on if we finish work, like, after 7, 8, mm. then I'm just so tired <laughs> and I, all I can do is get on the couch. And then, yeah. But then sometimes you have the nights, like, last night we were both so tired and um, we were watching TV and... Holy moly, the gosh. We <laughs> yeah. have that. The oh, Josh like, really wants Yeah, to I was watch like, that. surely yeah. we, we can't. Not, I've, I, I don't like saying mean things about shows because obviously someone <laughs> don't like thought of it. like saying mean things. That's someone <laughs> thought of that <laughs> idea. <laughs> and I, it's great. Like, it's just not, I'm not There's their core audience. There's some people that are really excited okay? about it. Like, Josh, yeah. Yeah. So don't feel bad. So I'm not their core audience. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining ish, but I'm also like, what are we watching? Like, let's watch a good show. And then we went on and I was like, oh, I don't like anything else that's on. So then we went on Netflix and we looked through, oh, we don't like this. And then we went on stand and then we ended up spending the whole night like looking Decision for a show. Fatigue, yeah. And then we we st- we ended up watching Big Little Lies yeah. at the end. Because, oh, my God, I remember that Steph, we started watching this for Steph and we liked it. But then we had to go into another subscription service and I couldn't remember the <laughs> password. And it was yeah. like, got to 9.45 and I was like, we should have just watched Holy Moly because yeah. <laughs> then we would have actually sat down and watched something. But, um, yeah, I don't have – we there was one uh, one point where this is kind of a bit, I don't know, what daggy if the word is, but um, we were reading at night. But I would read it to Dalton or he would read it to me. Oh, so we'd, like, read really? together. <laughs> Um, what were you reading? The, we did it with The Happiest Man on Earth, which is one of okay. my favourite books that's I've ever read. read yes. Like, uh, so who did you what, like change? Depending on who was more other? tired. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. That was nice. But that's probably the best way to wind down. But I just yeah. find if you're just exhausted from the day, all you want to do is watch TV and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah I'd agree with that. I mean, yeah. there's something to be said about finding a series. Yes, it's um, the best. It's just, it just takes away that decision fatigue. Yes, but does, reading is it? reading is really good. Like I read for, an, I don't think I could sleep well if I didn't read for at least half an hour or so. A you night. do every night. Every night. Yeah, I've been doing it a lot yeah. recently as yeah. well. The last eight years, every yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, it's so good. And it actually, it's amazing how much it compounds with like shit that's in your head afterwards. Like, do you read business books though? I read. If I read um, fiction, I can't fall asleep. 
Really? So, so like Harry Potter, yeah. back in the day, uh, I would stay up to like 2, 3 a.m. reading right, it. Right, because you were just so into it. Uh, so okay. into it. Um, I see, I'm the opposite. If I was to read anything that was like self-help or business or whatever related at night, I'd be too switched on. Like last night, actually, mm. I did my journaling, I'd read a chapter of my book, and I was ready to go to bed, and then Josh brought something up to do with work. And I literally had to sit back up in bed and I looked at him and I was like, I've just winded down. And then I picked back up my book and I had to read two extra chapters just to kind of like have my mind on a different story that was totally unrelated Mm -hmm. to work. Isn't that funny? I wonder why that is. (laughs) Yeah, we've been pretty terrible like that. Like I've been having to punch out like an hour of emails at night, like at sometimes 9pm or 8pm or whatever and it's it's not good. Mm. It it definitely keeps you up. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you both for coming in. Thank you for um, us. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Interwebs? Yeah. Uh, on Instagram at yeah. cubiccleaner, Steph, Claire Smith, or laura.henshaw. And then our kick website is www.cubiccleaner.com.au. And then you can also find us on the app store. Do you have the dot com? What do you mean? Do you, no, do you guys don't. own the we dot com? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I just, um, sometimes there are people who sit on certain domains. Yeah, we've tried to, no, before we started, someone had the dot like com. Before we, yeah. we were a thing, um, it's, they were, f- we tried to get in contact with them, but they never Answered. got back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'll be someone who just buys domains and sits on them. But um, it was before we were a brand. I think it was a cleaning company or something. Yeah. Yeah. That just didn't really use it. Yeah, but it, I've seen a lot of brands work around it now. Like if it's a, a brand, like there's one we're working with at the moment, it's called Happy Human, and someone obviously has Happy yeah. Human, and their thing is just like it's Happy Human. Yeah, cute. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And same with like handles, like it's Zoe Laz or whatever yes. creator that, you know, it may be. But, um, yes, we'll link all that. Thank you both for coming in. Thank, Thank you. Um, I need a bathroom break. I don't know about you, but I'm very really <laughs> busted. I definitely do. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you do like it, please subscribe. And of course, like if you're watching the YouTube video as well. Uh, We'd really appreciate that. You can also find our clips channel in the description. For audio, if you're not already listening, you can search Uncommon on Pocket Cast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts quite easily. For video, if you're not watching, you can search Uncommon on YouTube. And for behind-the-scenes takes and clips uh, on social media, then definitely check out at Uncommon underscore show on Instagram. But otherwise, look, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, thanks for listening.